0: Welcome! I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Everyday, at KristenEsser.com, or on Instagram at KristenEsser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Welcome to episode 20! Wow, 20 feels a little bit like a milestone. (laughs) Um, And I know that I am coming up on I'm guessing it's going to be the next episode will be my one year anniversary. So I might have to think about what I want to do for that. Um, I knew that it was coming. But I was recently interviewed on Just Want to Quilt, that podcast and um, Elizabeth from from Just Wanna Quilt, said that we started our podcast the same week, which I did not realize. I was well aware of hers. She interviews a lot of famous quilters. It's a very different podcast than this. It's it's interview-based, which I enjoy listening to, but I also really um, do this podcast this way because I also really enjoy just the, the chatting with a friend style podcast. So it's so fun that there's room for all the different styles of podcasts out there, you know. So anyway, so I have been following her. So I realized that it must have been the week of February 5th. So that's coming up. So I'll have to kind of think of a way to to celebrate that. Um, I am sitting here with my tea. And I'm kind of excited to tell you about it. Um, Another British tea. I'm so excited. Last time, I believe I told you that my daughter had gotten this, um, this tea in London for me. And I the name is escaping me. Fortnum and Mason or something and it's delicious and my friend Pam who is English she went back to England for Christmas. Hi Pam if you're listening and she brought me back um, some Twining's Assam tea. A-S-S-A-M. It says on the box strong and malty and it's true. It also says by appointment to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Tea and coffee merchants are r twining and company so um i don't know are they the official tea makers for the queen i don't know but i find that very exciting and um so if there's um it's a very strong black tea and um i really like it i kind of wish i'd thrown a splash of cream in it i like i I don't know i like my tea Mm -hmm. both black and with cream when i'm being fancy i do the cream um i'll see if there's a, a link um from Amazon, and I'll put it in the show notes. Pam says that whenever they go to England, they stock up because Assam tea is um, a little bit hard to find in the U.S. So, anyways, I'm enjoying that, and I hope that you have a lovely beverage to enjoy as we as we sit here and uh, chat. This let's see, it's January 24th. We're getting to the end of January. How did this happen? Um, I recently did a little goal check um, with my um, my power sheets, I know I keep talking about power sheets, but I really like them. And part of them walking you through 35 pages of figuring out what you want out of your life and what your goals are and how to break them down and how to make them into little action steps um, is what they have something called tending sheets for every month. So you just you you've look back at your goals and you figure out what am I going to do this month, this this month, this week, Um, daily, they have habit check off things. And I haven't in in that page is perforated. So you can put it somewhere where you can see it. Um, It's too big to put in my bullet journal. But um, so I haven't been good about really checking in. So I decided I need to go see how I'm doing on these things. And I I am doing okay, because I have transferred some of these goals to my bullet journal. But I realized, you know, I need to kind of be on some of these um, a little bit better. So um, it's really good, I think, to do these sort of mid uh, mid-month goal checks and mid-year goal checks, just to make sure that we're really accomplishing the things that we that we want to accomplish. And I personally have been in just a little bit of a funk in this last week, where I felt really restless and and um, just like kind of not quite sure what I should be working on at any given time uh, for my paid work. I do marketing for a software company and. Um, actually, I do marketing for a couple different clients. But I kind of just was not loving the project that I was working on. And so that just made me like, get in this whole procrastination mode. And it felt so good once I kind of dug in, got my head fully in the project and, and was able to to knock it out. But um, I'm <laughs> after I'm done with this podcast today, I'm going for round two revisions on that. So I'm kind of hoping to, to recapture that, that magic. So I've decided that, in order to sort of fight the January blaws here is that I just needed to go um, back to basics. I probably should talk about this at the end of the podcast, but we'll figure we'll do something else there. Um, And I don't know if you guys read Girl, Wash Your Face uh, with Rachel Hollis, but at the end of 2018, and maybe she does it all the time, I don't really follow her a lot on social media, but some things started kind of creeping up and she had this like sort of finishing out 2018 strong and she called it like, um, she had a hashtag like five to thrive. And she just like laid out five things you could do every day to, to, to finish out 2018 strong. And they were like, you know, drink half your body weight in ounces of of water, get 30 minutes of exercise a day. Give up a food or a food group that you know is not serving you. Um, create a uh, write down like 10 things you're grateful for every day. And there's one more that I can never remember. But I decided I was going to kind of do the same thing. I'm going to create my own like list of five or six things that I know will help me feel at the end of the day like I did. I I put in a good day. And for me. I need to drink more water. I know that. I need to take my vitamins. I'm not always good about that. And for me, my vitamins um, are almost like medicine. I, I need to take those for, for various reasons that go back to me having cancer uh, 16 years ago. And um, I need to um, like track my food. I'm on Weight Watchers, so I need to track that food. And if I get off on that, it's I know it's not good for me. Um, I need to do my devotions every day. I need to get 30 minutes of exercise a day. So I've, I've created a list, a, cr- a checklist, and I'm just going to try to really buckle down. And uh, just, you know, I, I always love it when I just feel like I'm like on track. And this January... I know January 1st just seems like this time where people really tick over and, you know, all good habits, um, you know, you have all these aspirations and I have the aspirations, but I feel like January has gotten off to a very slow start for the things that I want to accomplish. Um, So yeah, I just think that getting back to basics for a few weeks and getting that, that, um, you know, train moving, ticking along the track again is exactly what I, what I need. I don't know if you're feeling that way, or if you are still fully inspired by the things that you want to accomplish and that you set out to do in January. And if you are, that's amazing. Congratulations. But if you're not, you know what, let's just all have a little solidarity in that there is nothing magical about, nothing magical about January 1st. There's nothing magical about January at all. So like, I just, I feel like, like, let's just, I want to start today and, um, and do the things that I know that's going to make me feel good sort of physically and and mentally. This month, I am thrilled to welcome the Fat Quarter Shop as a sponsor for the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop shop for quilting fabrics and quilt supplies. They have High quality quilting fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, they've got everything. They also have a wide range of exclusive kits, clubs, and block of the month programs. Fat Quarter Shop carries the largest online selection of Fat Quarter bundles anywhere you can find. Whatever the fabric, pattern, or notion you're looking for, chances are they have it. Visit them at fatquartershop.com and I'll put a link in the show notes. This month, they are introducing the Cream and Sugar Block of the Month book. Add some rich browns and soft creams to your next quilt with the Cream and Sugar book. It's inspired by Adidas Sitar's latest fabric collection called Sonoma. This 80 and a half inch square sampler quilt can be made either as a block of the month or as a complete quilt kit. So you can reserve your book today and get a 15% discount off the retail price of $24.95. I will put a link in the show notes if you're interested, or you can just go to fatquartershop.com and search for Cream. Cream and sugar and in the interest of things that make me feel good mentally let's talk about quilting so one of these days a, a few I you know maybe just a week or so ago it was a weekend and I was feeling again restless like I you know, I am easily overwhelmed. So when I know that I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish, I really need to break them down into little goals because otherwise I just don't know where to start. And that's where I was. I found myself sort of wandering around the house on a a Sunday thinking, what should I do? And I don't like to do things like shop and clean on Sundays. I I really like to keep them as, as days where I get to do things that I want to do. And um, so I walked into my sewing space and I've got this little, you know, target drying rack that I have my uh, quilts on that need to be quilted. And they're one of them is a, um, a baby quilt that I think in my last... I don't know if I talked about it in my last podcast or if it was just on Instagram, but I was gonna say it's been based for five years. Well, I kind of figured it out, and I think it's more like eight years, because before I went back to work part-time doing marketing, I had this idea that I was going to make baby quilts and sell them in an Etsy shop. i told the story before, but um, so I started, you know, buying some fabric and I made a couple quilts where I tracked my expenses and the time that I put into them, and just very quickly realized that this was not going to be profitable. <laughs> I was going to make about $2 an hour. And so that was just not going to work. But I did have these two quilts. And so one of them, um, I actually quilted and gave away to a neighbor that had a baby a few years ago. Oh, I think I think that baby is in kindergarten now. And the other one's just been sitting there. And it's a, a I think we call it a, a Chinese coin quilt. It was just um Probably I barely remember um, a charm pack that I just cut the charms in half and just did the did that stacked them um, and they're like 14 half charms tall and there's uh, some sashing of about three inches between like three stacks of these. And I'll put a picture in the show notes. I, I haven't I I haven't done a post on it yet. I will, um, but it's a very cute quilt. It's with Sweetwater fabric. I don't remember the name, but several people commented on my instagram post that i remember this pose i remember this this line i made a baby quilt this is one of my favorite sweet water lines ever and i completely agree i feel like they could rerun that um, whole fabric line and it would go gangbusters it must have been about like eight years ago, and and I even basted it, and it's just been sitting there. It's crazy, like for so many years, and it's not that big, but I didn't really know how to how I wanted to quilt it. So I just walked in, and I still was thinking about different ways to quilt it, and I was just like, forget it, just sit down and do something. So I did what is becoming my my signature all over motif, which is the the paisleys, and um, I just did the, did that all over. Um, I did the, I tried to do them again a little large, then. Larger than I would normally do because it wasn't all over. and I didn't want it to be too stiff, but I did 90% of it, uh, you know, that evening. And then I started making some mistakes and then I was just like, you need to stop. So uh, I finished it up the next day, like, and sewed the binding on and by the next day it was bound. I mean, it was just like, felt so good to knock this quilt out in like three evenings. And um, I have a baby in mind to give it to. Um, that person probably does not listen to this podcast, but um, I do have a baby in mind, and once that is given and received, I'll maybe talk more about it, but um, it felt so good. It just felt so good, and I'm so happy that I've got two uh, things finished in the in this month of January. I finished the Moda Bake Shop, Quote Your Own Adventure, and gave it to my daughter. This is going to a baby, so I feel like I'm off to a good start, so that's pretty exciting. So I encourage you, if you've got, especially something like a baby quilt, something small, man, just go go for the quick win and just feel like you're, you know, just checking things off. Because, you know, I've got the quilter's planner, which is very nice to keep track of things. And I get such a thrill out of completing that row of check marks. And so um, that's what, you know, part of it, what is really keeping me going. The other quilting related thing that's just been consuming my every waking hour is that the hand pieced quilt along... Has officially kicked off we're sewing that started on Monday and I have to say that um, when I woke up on Monday morning there were a few tiny little technical glitches but there were people who were already posting finished blocks finished hand sewn blocks by the time I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning on the Pacific Coast crazy. Now, some of these people I think were um, maybe in Australia, so they were more like in the middle of their day and stuff, but, um, or just three hours ahead on the East Coast, even in the US, the, I'm telling you, these blocks are two hours or less for the most part. And this one is a four patch, it's 16 patch altogether, but f- so four, four patches. So it, it went together, not a lot of complicated cutting or anything like that, but I can't tell you how exciting it is for me to see how many people are are joining in. We've got about 1,100 people in our closed Facebook group that are sewing along and sharing and being encouraging and answering people's questions and posting little videos about the best way to thread a needle, the best way to make sure your needles don't come unthreaded, and how Yoko Sato hand pieces, and just so many um, just fun, encouraging things. So I'm just really loving the community that's forming around the the Facebook group, which is to me, um, you know, it's just a little unexpected. I just, when I, we started this project, I really wasn't sure how that part was going to go. So that's really fun. And I'm seeing them on, on Instagram. People are doing the hashtag hand pieced So they're, and I'm following that hashtag. They're showing up in my feed. So very fun. And I'm really getting a kick out of seeing people's, um, Fabric choices. Everybody has just such a a different take on it. It's really, it's really neat. But most of all, I'm really enjoying reading people, people's captions when they're telling me things like, "I've never hand pieced before." This was so much fun. This is so relaxing. I never would have tried this before, or this was a bucket list item. You know, those kinds of uh, things. I just, you know, make me feel so good that we are truly um patty and i are like just sharing the love for this i feel like underappreciated skill and and maybe even lost art i really feel like maybe we're on to something you know in the same way that um knitting has really picked up for many reasons but one of it is just i think the handwork element to it the when your hands are busy your brain slows down and it's something that you can do in the presence of other people while you're chatting, while you're just with your family, watching TV, listening to a book, listening to a podcast. Um, it slows down. It slows life down a little bit. And I think that we all could, could really use that. So, um, yeah. So this whole thing is going way bigger than I ever thought it would be. And many thanks to, to my co-host, Patty. We have such a, um, what's the word? What's um, Complementary skill set so this whole thing is much better because of her graphics and her ability with link ups and, and things like that and so I just it's, it's become more than I ever expected and it's super fun so enough about that it's not too late to join in you don't have to do all the blocks all the information is obviously on the blog but um, people are loving it and I think you would love it too I'm going to skip right over the knitting segment because I have not picked up my knitting at all in these last couple weeks because all my handwork time has been reserved for the handpiece quilt along because I am making um, a version, a rainbow version, a little bit different than my first version of the quilt as we sew along so that I can kind of just, you know, be experiencing the same, you know, little dopamine hit you get when you uh, (laughs) get to post that finished block. So, So no knitting this week. And um, so let's go into um, what I'm reading and watching, and I don't feel like I've got a ton to talk about here. Um, this Is Us Is Back, people, if you um, are wondering, and you should definitely get back on that show. Uh, there's been two episodes in January, and I've talked about this show before. I'm sure that you know all, all about that. It's just one of those amazing shows that I think has amazing storytelling. Um, they... they they time travel, meaning like, you know, part of it is in the in the um, past, different points in the past. Some of it's in the present. They've even gone a little bit into the future, which is interesting. And, you know, there's been there's people more qualified than me to talk about it. But if you haven't checked out that show or if you're afraid to check out the show because you think you're going to that it's really sad and you're going to cry through it all. It's not that, I mean, I'm not saying it's never sad, but the first couple seasons, especially the first season, it is a very emotional and it's, and that's what draws you in because you feel such a connection and there are a lot of tears. I think we're in season three now. I'm not crying. I'm not crying anymore, but I am invested in the characters at this point. And that's okay because I think that if every season was emotionally exhausting, I might not be able to handle it, but things have kind of settled down a little bit. So I'm totally loving This Is Us. Um, And I am re-watching as I'm doing a lot of this um, hand sewing and I bound a baby quilt is um, the show The Paradise. And I think, yeah, it's on Netflix. I think I originally watched it on PBS. I'm not sure where I originally watched it. It's not a new show. And I I can't remember how many seasons it is, but um, it got, it didn't get renewed. I I really could have used one more season. I would have liked it. But it's one of those um, shows that I dearly Love, where it is uh, probably in the late 1800s. So they're all wearing the beautiful dresses and um, there's horse-drawn carriages. Are there actual cars? There might be actual cars. Um, no, no. So it must be the 1800s. So I didn't know really I was going to talk about this. So I'm a little unprepared. But um, it's about, if you like the this, this show Selfridges, um, Mr. Selfridge, from PBS. This is kind of similar. It's about a guy that owns The Paradise, which is a department store, you know, in the the way that, you know, there's, like, they have a counter just for buttons. <laughs> it's this one girl. She always has to work the buttons counter. And you'll see a bunch of familiar faces from all kinds of British TV shows, as like we like to say. There's only six actors in England. Um, but it's about a, a country girl that comes to work in her uncle's tailoring shop. i um, Bespoke drapers, I think they call it. You know, he makes, um, you know, gowns and things like that. But he's not doing well enough, so he can't give her work. It was always apparently the arrangement when she turned a certain age, she would come and work for him, maybe apprentice with him. But he is across the street from the Paradise, which is this um, beautiful high-end department store, which is probably why this poor guy, who's the the tailor, dressmaker, is not doing so well. So she goes and gets a job over at the Paradise in the uh, women's department, women's clothing, and she has a knack for it. She has all these wonderful ideas. She's a natural salesperson and she just, she has all these great ideas. And so she starts to do very well there. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's so fun to see how things were back then. Like all the girls who work there, they live in a dorm, basically. They, They actually live and work right there at the store. And it's come up several times that you cannot be married and actually work in a shop. So people have to make these decisions. Like if you're really actually kind of loving your career, um, you might choose not to get married just so that you can continue working. So, you know, like that's ridiculous that people had to make those sorts of decisions back then, but it's beautifully shot. Um, I love the characters. So this is my second or maybe honestly third time watching it. It's kind of a good comfort show for me. So The Paradise. I'll put a link in the show notes. And um, so those are like the, the more Kristen type shows. We just finished, my husband and I, after, oh my goodness... I don't know how long, a year has probably taken us to get through The Wire, which is like the absolute opposite type of show that is truly a Kristen show. But he's always wanted to watch it. Um, I was pretty reluctant at the beginning and spent a lot of time with a pillow in front of my face. But I got to say, after five seasons, man, I cared about those characters. And we would go for, my husband, i go for a walk every evening. And I'm just like, okay, so what do you think's going to happen tonight? <laughs> you know, like, let's talk about it. And as we got to the end of the show, I'm just, you know, I'm going, through, ticking through all the characters, go, you know, predicting how things were going to end. So I completely, it's an amazingly written show. It's just, you know, it's a little gritty. It's a little hard for me. And so then we were just like, what are we going to watch next? And um, so now we're on The Handmaid's Tale again opposite of a Kristen show, but, and I spent a good part of just the first episode with a pillow in front of my face. I am such a baby. Uh, So I don't know if you guys um, have watched that, but I hear really good things about it. My daughter really liked it, but um, you know, I really like those really kind of um, happy, soapy period pieces. I think I've established that pretty, pretty clearly book wise, I don't have a ton to report either. Last episode, I talked about that I had gotten the clockmaker's daughter from Kate Morton for Christmas, and I love Kate Morton. But I was having a hard time really settling into this book. And when I mentioned that, I got an email from a listener that said that she had the same problem. And um, she did tough it out. And it finally kicked in at about three quarters into the book, which is frankly, it's that's a long... <laughs> way to applaud. So I made the decision to just, um, set that aside for now. I will come back to it because I do love my Kate Morton and it does seem like an interesting story. I'm just maybe not in the, in the headspace for it. And as I mentioned before, I'm in this kind of weird, mentally kind of restless place right now. And I just, I just can't settle into it. So I did see, um, another listener, reading the new Marie Bostwick called Just in Time. It's not really one of her quilting ones. If you've read her, her quilting novels, which I love, she may have been the first real quilting fiction author that I read. And I can never remember the names of those books because um, it's like a thread so fine. And it it seems to something They they're all kind of like puns in a way, and they just don't stick with me. Um, I haven't read a lot of her non-quilty, um, fiction. I did read, I think it's called Second Sister a couple years ago. They apparently made it into a Hallmark movie. Not my favorite book, not my favorite Marie Boswick book, to be honest with you. So just in time, um, again, not necessarily quilty, although it might turn quilty, there's little quilty hints here and there. Um, so I, you know like I feel like it might play a bigger role later on could be completely wrong but it's about from what I could tell I'm not I sh- I'm not sh- sure I should even recommend it because I'm not done with it I'm not even that far into it but I'm enjoying it so far about three women that um are sort of misfits from a grief counseling group and so they've sort of kind of formed their own um and their their grief is all a little bit different it's not just all that um, they're like all widows or something they, they have different different components which makes it interesting and um, they're very different ages and, and times in their life and so it's it's an interesting group of women and so I, anyways I'm reading that um, I haven't finished it uh, hopefully next time I'll report on whether it's a true recommendation but I just honestly feel like you normally can't go wrong with a Marie Bostwick from a homemaking aspect was wondering what I should talk about today. And I decided to talk about something a little bit, a little bit different. I often talk about things like cleaning routines and Marie Kondo and decluttering and all those things are going on. There is weekly cleaning, there is decluttering, I'm still working my way through my bedroom, it does feel really good to, to get rid of stuff. Have you heard the um, that I keep hearing news reports about how So many people are watching that show and getting rid of stuff that that the thrift stores are, you know, full of new stuff. And there's a whole group of people who are just like so thrilled that people are getting rid of good stuff. And they're going to thrift stores and picking all those things up cheap, which, you know, it kind of helps both ends of the economy here. Right. I love it. I love it Um, because I do think I should do more shopping at thrift stores. I should, from an ecological standpoint, you know, I think that it would be much better for us to be to be uh, buying more things secondhand. I mentioned before that I'm really trying to um, reduce my use of plastic. Um, and I bought some of those beeswax wraps to use, you know, like to just cover up a bowl in the refrigerator. A lot of times I just put like a plate over the top of a bowl, you know, for something that's going to be in the refrigerator for a short period of time. But for all kinds of reasons, trying to reduce my, my use of plastic and just... Um, yeah, reducing packaging in general, and uh, shopping at a thrift store is a really good way to do that. One thing, and sort of the the doldrums of January here, and I say doldrums, and I live in California, so I understand that we have it really easy. Although it's getting cold here, it really is so, in a good way. I love it. I love the the our our little winter where when I wake up it's fifty degrees. <laughs> I'm still waiting for our bird bath. Um, water to freeze over. That always happens a few times in the year and it hasn't happened yet, so it's not that cold, but I'm looking forward to that. But um, one thing that I've really discovered that I love, and I often do it in the spring, but I'm really loving it in the winter, is having flowers on the kitchen table. Sounds kind of like a, a simple thing, but I shop at Trader Joe's and you can buy a bouquet of flowers for three ninety nine. dollars It's not the biggest bouquet, it's a little skimpy. It's not that skimpy. Sometimes I splurge for the six ninety nine version. No, it's $5.99 version. So um, let's just roll those numbers up. I can buy flowers for $4 or $6 at Trader Joe's. And I have this little um, contraption. I don't know where I got it, but it's, it's a little something that holds, a little wire basket that holds three mason jars in a row. So I just fill those up and I put the flower food in there and parcel that little bouquet out. And I put it on a table runner on the kitchen table And there's just something about that color that really just makes me feel happy every time I walk into the kitchen. And I personally kind of think that life is all about small celebrations and little small wins like that, because we don't get to go to Hawaii very often. But I can smile when I walk into my kitchen, which I do 100,000 times a day, if there's something really kind of fun, like a beautiful, beautiful flowers. And I'm not talking roses, I'm talking, you know, carnations and dahlias. And I really like the the sturdy ones, because things like roses and, and irises, which as much as I love them, they're, they're dropping, you know, after a few days, they're dropping petals. Um, but a lot of how they put these little, um, bouquets together at Trader Joe's is there's a lot of stuff in there that's pretty long lived. And so then the next week when I go to Trader Joe's, I'll buy another one. And when I get home, I'll pick out the stuff, the rose, there's usually like one rose in there or, you know, like, um, Actually, I had some Gerber daisies that lasted for a full two weeks recently. I pull out the things that look a little tired, and then I put the new stuff in there, and I give it all some fresh water. And I've got one on my table that's been going for three weeks now. (laughs) I, I I just completely even forgot to buy flowers last week, but it didn't matter because most of the stuff still in there. And even if you just get to the point where there's a lot of greenery, I've got this huge hydrangea in there right now that, you know, just keeps getting bigger every day. And so next week, I'll probably maybe toss all that and start over. But for like, um, I don't know, six or $8. I've got like these flowers for the month. And um, people always comment on it. Even my kids comment on like, Oh my gosh, look at those flowers. They look so pretty. And I've never really found other places in my house to, to keep flowers but somewhere how on the kitchen table we see them every day i move them off when we eat but it just it like just brings me that little ping of happiness that is like so affordable and doable so if you haven't um ever tried you know really putting the the fresh flowers because they seem too expensive or something i think that i don't know how they are at other grocery stores but they make it very affordable at trader joe's and when i was at costco this week they are selling these um packs Of flower bulbs and where I live we can plant them um, through March with these like themes and so one of them is the theme that I bought for $20 and it's got 60 bulbs in it I think is for a cut flower garden and I'd mentioned before that this was kind of a goal of mine that I wanted to Plant stuff in the backyard that i could cut and bring in and i, I got that Florette farm um book which is all about you know growing your own cut flowers but this seemed like a super good shortcut <laughs> it's like this is already a it's a curated um thing of, of bulbs to plant so we need to get out there in the backyard and um and create some space for that and i'm like very very excited about that it kind of reminds me of my my the first quilt i made was just made from eight charm packs and i just i needed that shortcut to get over the hump of trying it. And so that's what I'm thinking that this year, if I could just plant all those 60 bulbs um, that I might during the spring and summer be able to to either not buy the little um, bouquets from Trader Joe's or you know, just kind of augment it with um, my own flowers. And I think that'll be really fun. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I sadly don't have anyone to thank for a review this week because nobody wrote a review. So I do just, uh, I beg you, if you enjoyed the podcast, please uh, just share it with your friends. Um, pop over to the the. Apple podcast app and write a review, uh, leave a rating. I really appreciate it. It helps people find the episodes. And if you do that on Android, I don't really know how to do that. But it's probably just in whatever podcast app you're listening in. So again, thanks so much. And I hope that you are having a wonderful January and that you're accomplishing things and staying on track. And uh, yeah, just have a great day.